Welcome to the Terror Express Terror Talk. I'm Jason Bradford, and we are continuing our conversations of the Friday the 13th franchise with Jimmy Presley, author of A Bloody Halloween. Welcome back to the Terror Talk, and uh, I look forward to talking to you about Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Uh, what? Look, I'm going to jump right into this one here. I already know how you feel, and I want, I want to discuss this a little bit. Uh, Jimmy, tell me, why is Part 6 one of your least favorite installments of this franchise? Uh, call me serious you know i just um i got what tom mclaughlin wanted to do um i just i did not dig it i didn't like the comedy um and and the weird uh lines now i laugh at a few of them i like the gothic look i thought cj graham did great as jason but i didn't like the look i thought the mask was too big i thought his head under the hood was you know too enlarged i i, I was nitpicky with this film i don't know why everybody loves it but i just it's honestly near the bottom. I'll put Jason Tex Manhattan over, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. You might want to edit that out. <laughs> well, I, I'm also a fan of Part Eight, so we might we might both get a lot of hate <laughs> over over that one. <laughs> oh well. But see now, I am I'm on I'm on the same side of the fence as you on some of the things that you said, but on on more so, I think on the on the other side of the fence, I am a fan of Part Six. Is one of the sentimental ones to me. Um, it ties in with some memories of my sister who's passed away. It, it's one of the only movies that I've ever seen four times at a movie theater. It holds the record for the most times in a the theater for a single movie. Um, it came out when I was in junior high school, so it, it holds a lot of sentiment to me. Now, as far as the film goes, the quality of the film, I think it's such a beautifully shot movie. I think it's the most beautiful visual movie in the franchise with the lighting exactly. and the, the fog and i think it's it's just stunning to look at absolutely and tom yes. uh sorry harry manfredini score i didn't mention that that's mm -hmm. one of the things i do love about it too the way it felt yes did you like the alice cooper uh also being being you know in, the, what? in the soundtrack yeah i thought that was really yeah. fun yeah i actually did like that i liked all the songs i think there was three of them and i really liked all three of them and that I dug, you know, I was at that age yeah. when I discovered that movie. I was about eight or nine. So it'd been out for a couple of years, but yeah. um, it came out in 86, I think. So and I was born in 80, but um, let's talk about in turn some of the kills in part six. We had mentioned before the MPAA cutting back so much of the kills. I think by this point, the filmmakers knew that they were going to be victimized by by this mpaa monster and learned smart smart ways to give the audience creative deaths that were graphic uh or brutal not necessarily graphic but very brutal um what did you think about the kills in part six yeah so I, won't ask no, you, or, I won't i won't ask you your favorite or your least favorite yet we'll save that for the end but what did you think of the kills overall yeah overall i thought they were you know pretty fantastic like you said still pretty brutal you know mm -hmm. no argument yeah. here on that yeah they were um i i loved um the fact that they had so many deaths in part six that weren't really bloody but they were so creative and and brutality that it really it, it had that oh my god factor to it like i'm gonna say sheriff garris his death scene was my jaw yeah. dropped 
all four times at the theater. I knew it was coming. And I think it was one of those after the first time you see it, you make sure you're the person you're watching it with, if they've never seen it, that they're paying attention at that moment, because <laughs> this is the, this is the part you have to see. It's like, all right, stop looking in your popcorn bowl. You know where your popcorn is, is feel for it with your hands, put your eyes on the movie because Sheriff Garris is getting ready to get killed. And you don't want to miss this back break, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you get that same, you have to keep your eyes on the screen moment with Paula. Oh, you know, with with Sissy, with Nikki, uh, there's just so many. What do you think of Paula's death? <clears throat> what was Jason? Uh, what was Jason feeling with Paula? Yeah, well, you know, I don't theory on that. My theory, and I think we talked about this. It's amazing. She was such a good, loving and nurturing counselor, like what you would expect her to be. Now she could get goofy with her friends, but when it came to the kids, she was loving and caring. As you saw in the movie, Jason saw that uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. I think he was a little pissed off that he wasn't treated the same way at camp. Maybe. And, That's a very good theory. Yeah. That's a very yeah, good he theory. He took it out on her. <clears throat> yeah. Her, her, Paula's interaction with, with Nancy was uh, very, very sweet. It had that sweet moment. But yeah, um, I think Paula overall, her most of her scenes were bone chilling. You have the death of Sissy just moments before you hear the, the, the head being twisted and cracked. And that's another example of how a, a death scene can be brutal without the blood because her, you know, Sissy's death scene was, was also one of those moments where like, watch this because this is, this is brutal, but you got, you got Jason carrying her headless body on the other side of this long wall of windows. And, Paula's walking with Jason, you know, carrying this stumpy, stump neck body. Uh, and they're wa- he's watching her and she's just walking. And I know these are two different parts of the movie with, with the body and him just walking with her. But the scene where Paula's walking that wall of windows and Jason's just walking right next to her. And there's really nothing separating them except for this thin glass that Jason can bust through at any moment. Oh, yeah. And she's got this expression on her face. She knows something's wrong. Something oh, yeah. is something is off. You can see the concern in her face, which is just shows you how great of an actress she was. But um, yeah. So what this was a great moment for me in the in the movie, and it was probably one of the oh. most chilling moments in the franchise for me. And a lot uh, of people yeah. say, "How did she not see him?" Yeah, well, the direct the director <laughs> told her not to see him. That's why. <laughs> that's exactly why. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's why. why, but. Wow, did that work for me? That was that was yeah. totally chilling. And I've seen that movie dozens and dozens of times. And when I watch that movie, I still think, "Oh, girl, don't turn. <laughs> Just uh, get uh, out of there." Too, that's, as you explain that, I literally had chills. I mean, you explained it so well. If someone has not seen it for some reason, yeah. just that scene alone will, yeah, that's something. Yeah, and then you got the fog in the woods and the the scene with Court and Nikki, where he says, "You know, someone's out there." It's it's just it's 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 tropey, I know, but I do like those aspects of the film, the the death oh, scenes, yeah. the bloodless death scenes, the 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 camera, the the setting. But now let's talk about your side of the fence. Um, it is it is a little hokey, and I and I I know that the audience was missing Jason in part five, so Paramount had to bring him back for part six. I mean, they're they're letting people know we promise we're bringing him back as a matter of fact it's jason lives so he's in the subtitle there's no mistaking yeah. that you're getting jason but after what tommy did to him in part four 
where do you go with that? So we get we get Frankenstein zombie Jason. And from exactly. this point on, it is now they are now zombie films. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wonder if that's why they gave him that green tint to even match the old Frankenstein look. Uh, and that may just be a coincidence, but even his skin had like a green, you know, tint to yeah. six movie. Right, right. Yeah, so you, you get the zombie Jason, you get the maggots falling off of him, you get his eye opening up in his man, does his eyeball look really good for a rotted corpse? His <laughs> ass his ass looks really good for a rotted corpse when he's chasing <laughs> when he's chasing these corporate employees who are playing paintball in the woods. It's like he's he's got this ass on him that looks like he should be like in a pole dancing club dancing in front of a gay erotic crowd or something. Yeah, apparently he was uh, working out in hell all those years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. And then you got C.J. Graham, obviously, who was actually, and this wasn't him in the paintball scene. I know a lot of people may not know this, but it was a different person playing Jason. The director didn't like that portrayal. That's where C.J. was brought on after that that sequence was filmed. But C.J. Graham, a lot of people may not know, was actually a Chippendales dancer. Uh, yeah, CJ, I have actually seen pictures of him with a little bow tie and silk pants and not much else. So what would you have what would you have liked part six to be? Um I mean, let's say part five came out, people are disappointed, Jason was in it. You are given the opportunity to write the script for part six. It's a clean slate, nothing has been discussed, it's in your court. What would you have put down on paper given that opportunity? I, 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 I think it would have been very similar to what they did make. Um, I just I would have been really uh, specific, like John Carl Beekler was in Part Seven, which we'll talk about. Um, as far as the damage done and what you see in the clothes, which you kind of see that later on the movie and the mask, um, and less comedy. I know why you know Tom McLaughlin again has explained he why he did the comedy and. We talked about less blood, so the MPA couldn't butcher them. And I think I would have wrote it exactly the same. Maybe not change the name. I didn't like that Camp Forest Green stuff, and then it just disappears suddenly again after this movie. <laughs> right? But, uh, it's 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 Pam sweater, but in the form of a campground. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's, That's it's exactly Crystal Lake. Right. It's Camp Crystal Lake. It's Camp Blood. It's Camp Forest Green. It's back to Crystal Lake. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's. I would have wrote this thing. I think the camp being there with the kids in it and Tommy coming back to exercise his demons and Jason being brought back to life. I thought the lighting bolt was genius. A great tie back to Frankenstein. And mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't, I would have probably never went that direction, but I would have at least if when he came back, whether it had been, whether, whether it had been through a Ouija board or whatever, it would have been the same movie. He would have went back to the camp. I would have just tweaked yeah. the look and had less comedy, probably. You know, that's just yeah. me. I just I that's, can't enjoy that. Yeah, to me, that's that's the Nightmare on Elm Street three, the Dream Warriors. That's where Freddy became not dark. That's right. where Freddy became this wisecracking, comical character. <laughs> and I, I I can see your point with that. And and Jason lives. It was the first five movies were visceral. They left you feeling uneasy with the reality of this could happen. And then part six comes along and they take that away from us. And now it's this campy, tropey movie that the writers are writing with, I mean, cash grab in mind. Yep. 
Yeah, part five was I such agree. a disappointment at the box office. They want bigger numbers, so now we'll just give them Jason, and here we go. Kind of like Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Filmmakers know what, what to do to get money in their pockets. They don't give a shit what the audience wants to see. We're going to yeah. make Jason a zombie. We're going to give him a, a cemetery gate post, and we're going to set him free to you know wreak havoc on Camp Forest Green Crystal Lake. Forest Green Crystal Lake, <laughs> back and forth. It worked. <laughs> it really did. It worked. It worked. Obviously, it worked because we got a part seven. We got a part eight. We got a part nine. We got a part ten. We got a part eleven. We got a twelve. And now we got Perfect. Peacock making a, a prequel series in the makes and possibly yeah. a you know a continuation of the story after the two thousand and nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, it, it worked. I give them credit. Like I said, I just nitpick at it. It's my least favorite. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. I do. I'll watch it riding yeah. in line with the others. It's just, uh, wow. Yeah. I, know, just... I I love part six. I, I have to say my least favorites are, are for they haven't even come along yet at this point in the in the storyline. But uh, I, I like part six. I thought, I mean, it was fun for what it was. It gave us some great kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. It, it, great kills, great characters, the location, the sh- shooting, the atmosphere, the music. Everything was there. It just destroyed yeah. like the visceral feel. I think like you, you nailed it. The visceral feel was gone and um, the grittiness and that did it for me. I'm just, that's what Jason is kind of yeah. like Halloween. Uh, yeah. You know? Yep. And I mean, I, Michael, the shadow. Talk, let's talk a little bit about Megan. We, we kind of touch on the final girls on all, all of the films with, with the, the final act and the climax. What, oh, what are yeah. your thoughts on, on Megan played by Jennifer <laughs> Cook? Okay. Well, you know, she is, um, God, do I have to say this? I think I said this in another episode. You know, she's just, um, she really kind of annoyed me, to be honest. <laughs> I, I thought she was really pretty, but I yes. think it's just the way she was written. I did not. Yes, she's probably my least favorite. I girl. agree. Kind of. Uh, Kind of like Kimberly Beck was written. I mean, I know it's not the actors. That's why I said there's nothing wrong with the actors. The performances exactly. are, are fantastic. It's it's the oh, characters, yeah. the way they're they have to be portrayed as they're written. Yeah. But I agree That's with what... you. I think I, I think she's not at the bottom, or even maybe not even on the bottom half of my final girl list. But she didn't do anything. You look what? at Alice, and you look at Jenny and Chris, and even Trish and Pam, and they they really brought everything that they had to survive and then yep. you got megan who who gets lucky she doesn't have to do anything except for swim in the lake turn on a motor and and wipe it to the left and then then she's done yeah. she didn't put up a fight she didn't get physical she didn't have to do the the hide and seek it was i think tommy in this one is i don't want to say final girl but he's yeah. the final guy his he's more of a final guy than than megan was a final girl this he was mm-hmm. He was the ending of the climax. He was. And that's why I think it's, you know, he's well, he he deserves what he got in the video game. And of course, the fan films that he's been in recently, I think the character had a right to live on and, and be successful. He's proven the character has proven throughout the series to be, you know, to be, uh, that, you know, they, he deserved it. Um, right. It was his movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Plus he was friends with Horshack from welcome back hotter. I mean, come on. (laughs) What other what other movie gave us gave us Horshack? <laughs> as short as short lived as his scene was, you know, I I get that it was probably just a cameo. Was maybe he was a fan? I, he's unfortunately he's he's passed away in in real life, so 
Um, yes. We may not know the answer to this, but maybe he was a huge fan of the franchise and just wanted to be able to be a, a part of it in some way. So he got to play play Haas. Yeah, which works for me. That works for me totally. I, I've never taken anything away. I think he had one of the uh, better deaths in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, quick and gruesome. More like yeah. the old movies. But, yes, you know, yeah, I agree. I agree. He punched yeah. through his body like a like a paper paper bag, and you know that was mm-hmm. it was quick. And yeah, I agree. It was one of the more graphic, as opposed to the blood, bloodless ones that right. Six gives us. Um, not that they're not great kills, like I said. But speaking of kills, um, we've reached the end of this episode, so I want to I want to talk a little bit about what your favorite and least favorite kills in Part Six are. So, what's I usually ask you? What's your favorite first? What's your least favorite in part six? The least favorite, as always, between the time we talk and the time we record these, um, and it's just coincidence because me and Jason, we like talking our Friday the 13th and horror period, but mm-hmm. my least favorite always changes. I have to say, as of this moment, I liked every death like you in that movie. Um, yeah, but honestly, overall, upon... I, overall, I agree. It's got some of the greatest kills overall, more so than any other installment. But I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. I, no, it's all right. I, I moved to the death up. I, I'm not even sure what I told you, my least, if we even talked about my least favorite death from six. But at this moment, it would have to, it'd be a simple, uh, the cop that got the throwing knife to the forehead. I mean, it just, yeah, it didn't yeah, mine do too. nothing. Yeah, mine too. That was just mine too. Quick and easy. Yeah. Yep. And which is funny because CJ Graham has gone on record saying that was his favorite death in the film. I don't I don't know <laughs> oh, why. Maybe it was something to do with filming it. Maybe he liked the way it was edited back, or maybe yeah. just the thought of it was, the way it was, it was a good edit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was your favorite kill? And that this one's for me is gonna be very hard to answer because there's so many great ones in this one, but what was your favorite? My favorite death was that we talked about on the phone because it was the most heartfelt for me, because there's something about Paula that I really just love. I just, I love the girl, the woman now that portrayed her. And I just, I love the character. She's the one I would have wanted to be my counselor. The one I would have wanted to be friends with as an adult or a young adult. It was Paula. I mean, it was, she was the loving, caring counselor. The one who was trying to do her job, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, when everybody else disappeared. And I mean, it didn't show up, but she got massacred. There was nothing left to see when they found that room. So yeah, Paula hands down, probably in the franchise. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. You have to wonder what did Jason do to her, and why was he so angry with her? Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. He was definitely Paula. Paula definitely got, got her slaughter on. <laughs> Jason got Jason got his slaughter on with Paula, I should say. But um, I'm I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out to some of the deaths that didn't quite make my favorite in part six, but I, I would feel really bad not to mention them because they are so great. But we've got Nikki with the head smashed through the mirror in the RV. I loved I love that one, the brutality and the creativity of it. Very unique and original. Um, oh, yeah. And then you've got you've got Sissy with the, the head twist and her character. She was she could have been the final girl. She was also like Paula, very sweet and very loving and just the wrong place at the wrong time, I guess. I can't think oh, yes. of any horror movie rules that she broke, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, that were that that have been laid down as tropes in the horror genre. But um, a shout out to to her death as a uh, an honorable mention, if you will. Um, and then you got. Um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted right now. Somebody in my house is making popcorn. It smells amazing. 
So I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's the movie theater butter going on right now that it's the senses are going off the charts with it right now. But um, so there, so we I mentioned Sissy, um, and I think Lizbeth needs to be oh, mentioned. Yeah. There's this, a scene with her character in that mud muddy water puddle, and Jason's just standing there watching her, and he, he disappears, and you don't know when he's gonna hit the screen, and then when he just falls in that puddle and he brings that that uh fence post down on her to her face and she's just under the water and you again very little blood very little blood at all but that death was so horrendously graphic that it's it's hard not to at least mention that one um is pretty up there as far as my favorites go but my favorite of part six i'm going to have to go and i I touched on this already jeff garris wow the sound design on that kill, the execution, the visual of it was just so, so brutal. Yeah, probably one of the most brutal in the franchise for me. And I know we're not going to go into. And listeners, I don't know if I've if I've mentioned this or not. We're not going to talk about any of the Friday Thirteenths that weren't put out by Paramount. So there's not going to be a Jason Goes to Hell conversation. There's not going to be a Jason versus Freddy or Jason X. Um, but I will mention. Adrian and Jason X as being one of the more brutal kills in the franchise. I tie hers with Sheriff Garris up there and, oh, yeah. and, and Debbie from Jason goes to hell. I may have even mentioned that in prior episodes, but these are some of the deaths up there, but for part six, Sheriff Garris is my favorite. Yeah. He'd probably be number two for me in that movie. And it's just, it's real close. I couldn't even measure the distance because I remember when they finally explained in one of the documentaries, how they filmed that. Um, I was like, you know, I couldn't figure that out for the life of me. I, I tried every way in my mind to figure it out. And then to actually see, and I'm not going to give that away. You can if you want. But to see how they did, I'm like, oh, wow, that was simple. Uh, so adding those sound effects <laughs> yeah. sure took you. Yes, the sound effects definitely took it to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. That definitely took it to a whole new level. Yes, it was. And I wonder what they used for that. But uh, maybe the information out there. If listeners, if you know what sound effects were used for Sheriff Garris' backbreak, let us know. Oh yeah. Because I would I would love to find out more about that one. But uh Jimmy, thank you for joining us in this little venture to Camp Four Screen with Jason Lives. Uh it's been again very a very fun conversation and I, I enjoyed hearing your your points of view on, on the sixth installment. And uh I had a great time chatting with you as always, and I look forward to uh joining you again with Tina and and Melissa and Maddie and Ben and all the other characters of Friday the 13th part seven. Uh, One of my favorites. Yeah. You know, it was, it was at the top of my favorite list for many years. Part two and seven actually were two of my all time favorites before I fell in love with part three and five. So it's, it definitely held very dear to me. And uh, it it has one of my all time least favorite kills in the entire franchise. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get, when we get to that episode, which is actually coming up uh, on our next episode. So thank you, Jimmy, again, for joining us on Terror Talk here on Terror Express. Uh, I really, 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 really enjoy having you on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Me too. This has been fantastic. Uh, I love talking to someone who can appreciate the franchise as much as me. So thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very honored. <laughs>